This is It Was a Thing on TV. Spoiler number one is Dr. Lee Franz. It stinks. What is going on? <laughs> what is going on? Episode 24, Submission 330. The half-hour CDI commercial called The Meaning of Life. Well, folks, this is, I gotta say, this is something we've been looking forward to since we came up with the idea for this show back in September. This has been something that has been on me and Mike's minds for 25 years. And now, finally, folks, we're going to share with you. You might have, you might have seen this infomercial back in the day while you were randomly chosen through all the channels you might you might know cdi as as that system that the angry video game nerd made fun of once you might know the cdi as that system that has those crappy zelda games and hotel mario but no no folks the cdi has a special place in our hearts because of this infomercial from 1994 that told us what this bad boy was all about. So what is this bad boy all about? Okay, well, what the CDI originally was supposed to be, or where it came from, was Philips, back in the day, was going to make an add-on for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, a CD add-on. However, that never came to fruition. I'm sure most of you know the story with the CD-ROM add-on for the Super Nintendo. But if not, long story short, Sony was originally going to make a CD add-on for the Super Nintendo. And then Nintendo realized, oh crap, we made a bad deal with Sony because they're going to get all the money on the sales of the hardware and the software. Hey, Philips, do you want to help us make a CD-ROM add-on for the Super Nintendo? Okay. Then they went ahead and tried to make the add-on for the Super Nintendo. That didn't happen. Meanwhile, Sony was like, you know what? Let's take this video game thing and make something of it. And then they came out with the PlayStation. And now you know the rest of the story. Thank you, Iris. Please continue. And and yeah, that's video game history right there. Because PlayStation, well, we know what's happened to the video game consoles over the last 20 years or so. So what ultimately happened, Sony, with their add-on, became the PlayStation 1, and the Philips version became the CDI. And the CDI, and I say this uh, as an owner of a CDI, I'll I'll get to that story in a little bit, Uh, the, the CDI was it wasn't a video game system per se it was like an all-around entertainment system uh obviously you could play regular audio cds on it there was there were video cds for the cdi so you could watch movies but you had to have a very special uh mpeg card attached yeah yeah it's it's a little cartridge it's it's not terribly big it's uh about the size of maybe a, a big harmonica and um, and you just put this this chip. It's essentially like a big chip into the CDI system, 
and you're allowed uh, to to then watch these movies and full length yeah, movies at that. Yeah, it's like the you remember when the original Xbox had that little dongle with the DVD remote to let you play DVDs on it. Yeah, that was sort of like that. And in addition to the uh, the movies and games, there were educational titles. Uh, like I said, you could play CDs, normal audio CDs. It did have an okay memory. I mean, it wasn't a lot. It was back in 1994, 1995. But if you turn the machine off without properly shutting down, you lost your entire memory. Mm. And, so that means, and that means if you had any saved games or saved playlists, or even I think you had to reset the time. The time didn't even save if you shut it down correctly. You had to reset up everything. Again, 1994 technology. It's not like nowadays where they have automatic backing up and saving of files and whatnot. The interesting, uh, one of the interesting things about the, the CDI is the controllers themselves. One was very reminiscent of like a Sega controller, but with three buttons. It was actually like a combination of the Sega controller, the Genesis controller, and the SNES controller. It was shaped like the SNES controller, but it didn't have four buttons. It had three. Sort of like the Genesis, albeit, you know, the yeah. Genesis really had six buttons. I, I believe Gravis made that controller. I may be wrong on that. But they did, but Gravis did make a, con- a controller for the system. There were also remote controls for it, which really trying to play a game on a, a big remote control. It wasn't even like a small remote control. It was a big pain in the butt. Uh, the model that I got... It came with a controller that really could be best described as about the size of a, a, a Wii remote, a Wiimote, if you will. It's about the same size, except it has a round uh, top. And there were two buttons, and they're on either sides of, of this round circle, t- circular top. And it was very, very wacky to control, uh, especially, again, if you're playing a video game. Yeah, tr- trying to get your fingers in the right positions to use those buttons that aren't like naturally where joystick buttons would be. It, it was good in theory, but very badly laid out. Uh, also, with some games, I had an issue where if you like push the, the the pad down too hard, if you got a little a little forceful with the the pad, it sort of screwed it up a little bit. Um, and that actually was an issue I had with the, the first one of those controllers I owned uh, playing the tennis game that I think was a default game that came with the CDI. Hmm. Uh, but also on top of that, there were reference types of, of uh, discs. There was a Compton's Encyclopedia. There were kids games. There was the art of Robert Maplethorpe. There were no, 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 no. It was the flowers, the flowers of Robert Maplethorpe. I know. Yes. But Robert, yes. Robert Maplethorpe was an artist. Yeah, I, I know it was flowers. Because Robert Maplethorpe, as we all know from that anchor video game nerd video, he really liked to take pictures of flowers. Flowers. Yes, he did. And there are other reference and resource types of games, educational games. I think Muzzy had a game, if you remember the Muzzy ads back in the 90s, teaching oh, you how yes. to say friends. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think Muzzy had a game. So there was a good variety of games, but it just never caught on. And here's yeah. the thing. 
everyone nowadays, when you think of the CDI, everyone thinks of it as like a primary video game console. But the CDI was never marketed as a video game console. Oh, by no means. No. And, and another issue is, like, nobody sold the discs. I mean, based on my experience, there were two places I saw the CDI discs being sold. One was at Best Buy, and that was like the first year or two that Best Buy came to this area, like 94, 95, 96. And then I found through, um, through Sears. Sears had a limited supply of CDI games. And that's actually how I got the Jeopardy game, because they had the Jeopardy game at, at uh, one of the local uh, Sears stores. So well, here, just well, the availability me, was ridiculous. I mean, it wasn't something you'd find at GameStop or oh, Funko no, Land. No. So, so you didn't find them at? Because I used to uh, frequent the uh, Babbage's over at Cross Creek here in Fayetteville, and they had like one shelf with three CDI games. The, and the three games, I kid you not, were Zelda The Wand of Gamelon, Hotel Mario, and The Joker's Wild. You see, now, I only had one Babbage's in this area when I was, uh, when the CDI was out. And I never went to, to Babbage's because it was just out of the way. Uh, the, the store that's related to that, which was closer to me, was Electronics Boutique, which was owned by the same general company. And I don't remember them having CDI games. They, they carried, like, Neo Geo. That was their thing, at least it, it, oh, in, in uh, my Ours era. carried the Neo Geo, too, but that was behind the desk. You had to ask for that. Well, yeah, that was a big-money product. That was, like, $700 back in the game, and the games were, like, $150 a piece. Okay, now... I've already shared my CDI story from episode three, but you want me to go over it again? Sure. Sure, why not? The CDI would be displayed at a comp USA that my dad would go to all the time. And do you know what the one game was that they would demo on the CDI there at the comp USA where my dad would frequently go at? What, what was, was that? that? Mad Dog McCree. Nice. And it's a good way of displaying the technology because you had to have that oh, yeah. light gun. Oh, yeah. And, of course, every time you would fail, you'd get that damn Undertaker telling you how many lives you had left. Which is not creepy at all, by the way. Oh, my, you, you, you know how people would, would have loved to have shot the dog in Duck Hunt? I would have liked to have shot that damn Undertaker, let me tell you. Wow. That, that got dark rather quickly. Well, my CDI story, very quickly, like I said, I did uh, own one. Uh, I, I actually, I, I did fall in love with it watching the this infomercial we're going to talk to. Uh, I, I, I fell in love with the CDI through this infomercial we're eventually going to talk about uh, in this show. But what happened is back in early 1995, so it was about almost 20 years ago, um, I was not making a lot of money, and actually I was very, very bad with my money. And um, I'm not joking about this when you hear this. I had a vision, I had a dream one night that I went to a certain place and bought a lottery ticket, a scratch-off ticket at noon that next day, and it was a big winner. 
and it's like, okay, th this is a dream in my mind, but I'm going to do this anyhow. So I was actually in school at the time, and I think I had a break during classes, and uh, I went to the place I saw in my dream, which it, it doesn't exist anymore, and I bought two lottery tickets, two two scratchers at a dollar apiece, and lo and behold, one of them, I don't remember, I think it was the first one of the two, was a winner of a thousand dollars, and I mean, immediately, like you know, I, I'm like, like really thankful, you know. Oh my gosh, this 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 vision I had happened, and so uh, the the first thing I did besides cash the ticket and get the money is I paid my car insurance bill because car insurance was due at the end of that month, that, that February. I didn't want to be burdened with that. Get that out of the way. But then I had after uh, after taxes, like about, and after the insurance, I think I had like about six hundred dollars left, five hundred dollars, and I said, you know what, I'm buying that CDI. So after school that day, after after college, I went down to Best Buy, I bought the system, and I bought about a half a dozen games, and it was like five hundred and twenty dollars. I mean, I had maybe like fifty bucks left over after it was all said and done. But I got my CDI, and I was happy. And that's the story of how I met my CDI. Okay, we're going to go have some dinner now. But, okay, so you have an interesting story about the CDI, and you, Greg, have an interesting story about the CDI. But still, you gotta, if, if you want to have, you know, all of this sort of success, you got to know how to market it. Enter 1994. Where we get this infomercial with a man who is either Jonathan Mangum or a man with a similar haircut talking <laughs> to a giant wall asking one important question that, you know, truth be told, we've all asked at one point of our lives. What? Taylor, no deal? Oh, God! That's another podcast. Now the question is, what is the meaning of life? Yes. And the meaning and of life is the CDI. Well, of course it is. Because, I mean, what what other system is going to have Hotel Mario on it? And not just the Joker's Wild, but the Joker's Wild Jr. With Mark Summers, baby. Or Burn Cycle, which, if you ask me, is the best uh, CDI title. But that's another story for another for another day. We're talking about this infomercial, which it it it, it sort of looks like the Macintosh nineteen eighty four commercial meets Time Tracks, future installment Time Tracks. That's actually a good comparison. That's a good mashup. And so what the meaning of life is, is the CDI. But not just the CDI itself, but again, the versatility. You can play kids' games. You can play video games. You can play movies. You can play CDs. You could do anything you know, that that, uh, that CDI has software for. And so we get a lot of, a lot of previews of the different games. So, yeah, for the kids, there's the Berenstain Bears. It's and Berenstain, as I said earlier, there's, there's it, Muzzy. It, it's, it's Berenstain Bears, Mike. That's what I said. It's the Berenstain Bears. 
It's not Berenstain Bears. It's Berenstain Bears. I said I Berenstain. No, I thought you said it's Berenstain. The Berenstain Bears, ladies and gentlemen. Clean out your ears. Get a Q-tip. I said Berenstain Bears. Hashtag Mandela Effect. <laughs> Uh, but but yeah, uh, so they went through like each of the different genres of games or uh, of of products, let's say, not really games, because as we said earlier, you have the kids' games, and then you've got reference games. We mentioned the Compton's Encyclopedia, and you've got oh, you've got uh, videos in the in the Compton Encyclopedia, which for 1994 I thought was pretty cool. Uh, you've got the the flowers of Robert Maplethorpe, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, you've got, I think they even added like collections of literature, possibly. Uh, yeah, because who, you know, who wants to play video games when you could read on, on your well, CDI? But we got one big game, baby, that, that was demoed on this infomercial. And you know what I'm talking about, Mike. Ooh, I want to know what oh, you're Oh, yes. Uh, well, it, there, there's a number of games that were demoed, but. This is the one that I think has the, the biggest legacy with the CDI. Uh, oh, I'm talking about NFL football trivia challenge, baby. Oh, I thought you were oh, going yeah. someplace else. <laughs> Wait no. for it. But yeah, NFL ultimate or NFL football trivia challenge hosted by Pat Summerall, which is apparently part of the meaning of life. The meaning of life is to know useless football trivia. And that's actually one hey. of the first games that I got was was that game. Hey, if anybody could be God, I'm pretty sure it could be Pat Summerall. I'm not. I am not in disagreement with that. But yeah, that, that was one of the first games I got was the the NFL game, and it was very interesting. I mean, there are a lot of cl video clips. I mean, brief, short, very low resolution video clips. But it was very interactive. It was a good use of the technology. And it sort of played on the, the football motif of if you get to the end zone by scoring you know, so many questions correct before getting so many wrong, I believe, you ended up getting seven points. And it, 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 it did take football to another level, but it was uh, hosted by the, the great Pat Summerall, who uh, was doing uh, NFL on Fox at the time. Yeah, because uh, 94 would have been already, NFL and CBS would have been done that year. So Fox would have gotten the NFC rights that year, and they would have just started with football. Exactly. The one thing that I was missing, though, was no John Madden because, you know, he was attached to another video game series. That's, an, that's yeah. another podcast, though. Yeah, but we also had another trivia game that was featured on this infomercial. Mm, so Sandy's this... Circus Adventure? No. <laughs> 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 and I think this is where Mike thought, knew I was going with before I said NFL football tribute. No, challenge. this actually but, isn't where I thought you were going, but, but continue. Oh, geez. I wonder what it what this actually is. But no, they demoed the Joker's Wild with Wink Martindale on CDI. Which actually was a very good adaptation. Uh, the only problem is it was all multiple choice. Uh, and there were a couple of different rules changes. Uh, after somebody got to $500, then you just spun the wheels trying to build up money without hitting a devil. If you hit a devil, you went back to whatever your score was after the first round. But you could freeze at any time. And basically, the other player or players had to surpass that amount of money to 
win the game and play the bonus round, which was one trivia question, one multiple choice trivia question. And if you got it right, you got it. I think it was either a dollar sign or a letter B next to your, your listing in the high scores because you got the bonus question right. But one of the great things about that game is you could put basically almost any name and Wig Mortendale would say the name in the game. Well, now I'm going to clarify that. There was a pre-populated list of names. Uh, that's what I was trying to well, say. Well, 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 but no, but the thing is, you, you said you could put in any name. Well, they, they gave oh. you a list of names, and they gave you nicknames, too. So, I mean, there, there was actually, you know, nicknames like, you know, Stinky or or Goofy or you know, stuff like that. And, and he'd actually say, okay, Stinky. It's, <laughs> it's your spin, Stinky. <laughs> But but uh, yeah, I think the uh, the game had probably, I'm going to say somewhere in the 150 and two to 200 preloaded names. You couldn't put in uh, your own name if it wasn't one of those preloaded names. But they covered all the, the 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 popular normal names. I'm sure Chico was in there at some point as a nickname. Uh, probably. I don't know. Well, I, I don't think Dino was. I, I might be wrong about that. But yeah, once you chose your name through an alphabetical list. Wink would actually say the name you chose. So that, that was a, a very, it gave it a, a personalized touch. But also, if you were a kid and the regular Joker's Wild was a little too old for you, there was the Joker's Wild Jr. And that was hosted by Mark Summers. Same exact rules, except uh, there was no devil. In this version, there was a dragon. And it wasn't like the the nice cutesy dragon from Tic Tac Toe. It was it was a mean fire breathing dragon. I'm sure might have given some kids some nightmares back in the day. Ah, uh, if, if only there was like the if only the dragon wrapped. No, we're not gonna do that. No, 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 no. A thousand times no. So, Greg, where I really thought you're going with this, and and I realized that this wasn't in the infomercial, is I thought you were going to talk about a game involving toasters that toast toast. And what we're talking about is Hotel Mario, the the Mario entry for the CDI, which is probably the worst version of Mario ever. Ever? Ever. I've played enough Mario games in my life where I can say with confidence the word ever. Yeah. And actually, we're going to throw in right now the opening of, of the, the Hotel Mario game with, uh, uh, with Mario reading a letter. <laughs> nice of the princess to invite us over for a picnic, eh, Luigi? I hope she made lots of spaghetti. Luigi, look! It's from Bowser. Dear pesky plumbers, the Koopalings and I have taken over the Mushroom Kingdom. The princess is now a permanent guest at one of my seven Koopa hotels. I dare you to find her if you can. We gotta find the princess. And you gotta help us. If you need instructions on how to get through the hotels, check out the enclosed instruction book. You know, guys, I always say, I always sarcastically say that something that was terrible is the greatest thing ever. 
but I can't do it in this case. Hotel Mario is truly terrible. It is it is not good. I I I will ne- I oh god, it's it's the worst. I don't think you're going to have any disagreement from any of us here. And again, that's a game that I have sadly. Uh it, it is absolutely just abysmal. Abysmal. It's 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 horrible. Uh, while you guys were talking about Hotel Mario and how insanely bad it is, and it is insanely bad, by the way, I was busy looking at the infomercial and thinking to myself, you know, as monotonous as Pantsuit Lady is, I have to wonder how much more excited this Phil guy can possibly get, because it seems like everything he's approaching on this super wall of life here is <laughs> I've never seen a person so animated. It's the meaning of life. Of course you're going to be animated. I, I mean, come on. What other system lets you watch like thrilling movies in MPEG one quality? Yeah, on what other video game system or what other console will you find a video game devoted to future entry? Thunder in Paradise. So, what other game, what other multimedia entertainment console will let you play with Hulk Hogan? I don't know. Is there something on the 3DO? Oh, brother. <laughs> Hey yes, brother, let me tell I you about there. this. Hey brother, let me tell you about the Panasonic 3DO. You know something, Mean Gene? Panasonic 3DO. Oh my gosh. Oh boy. I had one of those <laughs> too, and I got it like really cheap. It, it, oh it was, my uh, goodness, uh, that's a large controller. I'm looking at um, the pantsuit lady is holding the roller roller controller. Well, that that you, I think you had to buy separately. At least it didn't come with my version, uh, and that was for the kids. That that's not something that you could play uh, Thunder and Paradise on. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it would. If you tried, <laughs> hold up. What what if you could play Thunder and Paradise with the kids controller? Well, that's why I said I think you know you could try. It might be really fun that way. <laughs> well, oh, what I was gonna say was. We, the you you probably don't know this because you because you weren't in the northeast like, like me. But you know a chain called Nobody Beats the Wiz. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah. Okay. Well, they didn't have CDI back in the day, but they did have a display for the 3DO. And do you know what one of the games they displayed on the 3DO was? I can only imagine. Wing Commander 3 with Mark Hamill and Malcolm McDowell. Well, Mark Hamill needed a paycheck in 1994. Yeah, well, no, no, no he, well, well, those Batman paychecks. No, he was, he was, I was, yeah, he was, yeah, he was still cashing paychecks from the Joker, so. Yeah, the Star Wars sequels wouldn't be, like, for another 20 or so years. Right, right. I'm thinking about some of the games that um, that the CDI had, and really, there were some that, I mean, they were very unique. But the thing is, they're very, 
very rudimentary. Um, one game, and this isn't mentioned in the infomercial, uh, it's called Efficer, E-F-F-A-C-E-R. And essentially what it is, is it's Hangman in outer space. And I'm not even joking about that. You're playing Hangman and in, in like a futuristic a, a space area. And I spent money on this game, folks. I spent money on frigging Hangman for the CDI. No regrets. Okay. Jeez. Hey, not judging you. I'm not judging you. A fool and his money are soon parted. And I was a fool back in the day. But yeah, in addition, uh, another thing that just going through the, the, the infomercial briefly, not that much time is actually devoted to the meaning of life. Looking no. through this, going through the, 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 the infomercial, it's on uh, YouTube. At least half the time, I think, is spent getting, um, uh, getting testimonials from families and people that own a CDI. The last two minutes of the infomercial is just uh, testimonials for the CDI. But those they, were all those were all repeated throughout the half hour too. So yeah, I mean they they did it like the, the the same testimonials like three different times. It's almost like any infomercial you see nowadays for you know Emerald's Cooker or whatnot. Yeah, you know, and, and they show the same thing. You know, three minute clip. You know, while Emerald's cooking the the roast in his rotisserie or whatever. Uh huh. It, it, it <laughs> oh, oh my gosh i'm sorry it, it gets repetitive in that way well, that makes sense doesn't it yeah and the thing is this infomercial was on all the time i mean it, it, it i've seen it late at night i saw it on saturday afternoons i saw it in the morning so at some point in like 1994 1995 you were sure to run into this at some time but alas, it's just a footnote in history and the meaning of lo- of life. Alas, it's a footnote in history and the meaning of life itself. Who knew the meaning of life would just be a thing on TV? Well, it certainly was. And, you know, thank you, Phillips. You gave us something that we have we've talked about. That's been on our heads for 25 years. And we finally got to share it with you people here. And so the meaning of life, people, is go buy yourself an obsolete entertainment system. And much like the meaning of life or the CDI itself, this infomercial it was just a thing on TV. You know, guys, CDI, it's probably something that you'll see today in a video on the RDD archive. Isn't that right, Chico? Shout out to Ben Minot. Yep. Who needs the Oddity Archive? I can just go uh, someplace in my basement and pull it out of storage. <laughs> yeah, but do you have a box? Language! Oh, Chico, no. Oh, boy. Uh, do I have the original box? No, I don't. Do I? No, I'm not going to answer the other question. Oh, for the love of God, please. Yeah, don't. yeah, yeah. But we did learn a lot from the from the meaning we of did. life. We got to learn about oh, some exciting titles like the Berenstein Bears, 
the flowers of Robert Maple Fort. That tennis adventure. That tennis game that Phil was playing. NFL football trivia challenge. And we got to see Jonathan Mangum's hair 15 years before he made it on Let's Make a Deal. (laughs) If that was indeed Jonathan Mangum. If it wasn't Jonathan Mangum, it was his dad, darn it. There you go. What do you guys, what do you think Phil is doing nowadays? Uh, he's he's wondering how the heck his son got on that Let's Make a Deal show. <laughs> While playing Hotel Mario on CDI. Oh, yeah, he, he's trying to get through that last level. He keeps confusing jump with the closed door button. There you go. Well, that's the end of another episode. Yep, and you can catch this episode and all the other episodes on our website at itwasathingontv.com. There you'll find all sorts of info about the show, about us, our social media feeds, the show's social media feeds, and of course the link to our good friends at the... Oh god, Greg, I'm going to totally screw this up the here. The Place to Be Nation pop feed. Oh, at good looking out. Yes, where you can find all sorts of great shows in the pop feed, like the Hard Traveling Fanboys, the Brother Stitcher Rewatch Podcast, the Ticket Attraction, PTBN NBA Team, and all sorts of other great shows on the Place to Be Nation pop feed. And that's place, T-O-B-E, nation.com. And this week they put out um, three episodes. Uh, they put up the Auto Manimal episode, um, Jennifer slept here and what was the, fi- Oh, think like a cat. And that's my dog. We can relive us talking about that amazing intro for that's my dog. That was that just, is, that is an amazing intro. Yeah. Yes. If, if you don't want to go to the website, go to the, the place to be nation pop and listen to the episodes there. Why am yes. I, uh, why, why did I pay for hosting? If we're going to send people to go elsewhere to listen to the podcast. Hey, more more places means more eyes, my friend. Yes, in some ways, yeah. And you know what? Go back to re- go back to reading uh, podcasting for dummies, and I'm sure you'll find an explanation for that. Yes, it's all about the exposure, buddy. There you go. And speaking of exposure, if you like us, you know, subscribe to our feed, share it out, get the word out. I know I talked to a lot of people who have just discovered this podcast. They're going to start listening and they're going to start sharing. And we wish we would. And we thank you for it. And next week, folks, we've got we got two good episodes for you. No, we don't have two good episodes. We, we have, have three, wait, good, three episodes. good episodes. What? We got three. 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 Yeah, three episodes. Oh, How are we going to fit all of this awesome into three episodes? I, I don't know, but we're going to do it somehow, and that includes a special. It won't be released until the weekend of the Super Bowl, but we have a Super Bowl-themed entry. Oh, my God. You're kidding me. And, and oh, that's uh, – it, it's going to be well worth uh, the wait. It, it's something that uh, is near and dear to my heart from, from years ago, and I know Greg has, I think, fond memories of it as well. But that'll be out probably right before the Super Bowl, so probably January 31st or February 1st. We won't spoil anything more. You're just going to have to wait for it. But yeah, three big episodes next week. This Next week's going to be really fun. 
and we may or may not be joined by in that special episode for the Super Bowl with an interstitial by a certain somebody. But that's enough hints for now. Yeah, but for now, for uh, Greg and Mike, I'm Chico, and we'll see you next time for another thing on TV. Bye! Thanks for listening. Ha <laughs> ha! Here's the problem. Too many toasters. You know what they say. All toasters toast toast. Thank <laughs> you.